Hello, my beautiful people. You are tuned into the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, I'm Yashodi, and I am so grateful that you have tuned in to the Planter Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Planter Podcast. I am your host, Damia Shodi, and I'm so grateful that you've decided to tune in to yet another episode. So if you can see by the title of this episode, we are going to be talking about where do you start to become whole? So a big thing about this platform or one of the mission points of this platform is that, yes, we will pursue passion with excellence or pursue purpose with excellence and with passion. But we will also develop in our skill set and we will develop in our character and become whole, right? I am a big proponent, just like I would say most of the Christian community is about being a whole person. But we hear this all the time, but we may not necessarily know where to start or we hear this from, you know, maybe people who don't come from a Christian background and their idea of being whole may not always align with what scripture says. So based on my own experience and my journey to becoming whole and being a whole person, because I'm made whole in Christ, right? I wanted to share with you some of the tips and things that I've been learning on the way and just some things to watch out for. So this topic actually came from um, work. So in the past, I worked in foster care and I worked with girls who, you know, were in foster care and they aged out when they're 18. But a lot of them were in the home that I worked in because they were also victims of, of, uh, either sexual abuse or they were sexually trafficked. So, uh, there was a lot of, you know, when you look at their files, a lot of deep, deep things, history and crazy, crazy things that these girls have gone through. And I guess this one particular file triggered me because I was writing about it in my journal. Um, just, you know, kind of following this young lady's life from the time she was young and then also to where she was currently and why she was in the home. But what was interesting was we, we were able to read about her mother a little bit as well. Um, things that happened to her mom and then things that her mother perpetuated in her, um, you know, at her young age, which then contributed to the behavior that she was showing. So one thing that I was writing was that the world is really sick and we are being destroyed by cycles. Yeah, we were being destroyed by cycles. I was like kind of something that I was writing because it seemed like, again, the same thing that the daughter was doing was similar to what the mother had experienced and the mother was still perpetuating certain behaviors and allowing certain behaviors and things to be done to her daughter. So this kind of hinted something to me. And I think a Jonathan McReynolds song's is called cycles and it talks about this and honestly it's real 
The devices of the enemy or one device that the enemy uses against us is cycles. And I'll make this example for you in relationships because relationships with people, especially romantic relationships or married or relationships that, you know, we try to go towards marriage. Those are very, very foundational in creating, of course, the family unit. And we know that the enemy does not like the family unit. So this, you know, this area is one in which he attacks us in, and he usually starts very young. So for example, um, our world causes us or tries to make us idolize the idea of relationships. And when we idolize the idea of relationships, we don't put relationships in their right place. So what happens is uh, we abuse and we warp the actual importance of relationships now. So as you see in our world today, nobody pe- nobody really cares about marriage. Um, it's either considered something on a paper or, you know, relationships are just supposed to be fun. And I'm specifically talking about romantic relationships or relationships that are supposed to be towards marriage. Um you know, we've put it in such a low place that now we just kind of do what we want, right? So we've put it out of the appropriate position. So we now abuse it. And we learn these this idolization at a very young age. So what happens is we get into relationships too early. And then we start experiencing sexual intimacy way too early. Whether that's if you are like a teenager or whether you've just met the person and you are, you know, experiencing certain things that are reserved for marriage too early, it can put, you know, the appropriate meaning of that relationship and purpose out of place. So then what happens is when we don't understand the purpose of something, it leads to an abuse. And when we abuse our relationships or we abuse each other in relationships, you know, there's different results that can happen. And you walk out of the relationship feeling hurt. You walk out of the relationship feeling, you know, different ways, abused, even physically abused, mentally abused, um, even sexually abused. There's so many things can happen when we misplace the purpose of this relationship. And then what happens is we teach this abuse to our children. Or as children, we learn the abuse from our parents or we perpetuate that same abuse. You would be surprised that in the foster care system, a lot of uh, kids who were abused, sexually abused, were also perpetuates of sexual abuse on other kids. It's what they learned they perpetuated on or they or they they acted out on others. So what we learn and what we've internalized from our worldly system and our view for example, on relationships, we perpetuate. So we say things like, oh, men ain't this, men are not that. Oh, women just want you for your money. Oh, you know, we have all these different ideas of a relationship that are false, but because it came from an abusive perspective, but ultimately originated from or one of the originators was an idolization of what they are supposed to be. It was not put in its appropriate place. Place. So then you, you see families that they perpetuate the same type of cycles. People don't get married in the families. People um, are abused. They divorce many times and all these different things, right? It's a cycle. So maybe you're asking yourself that, oh my goodness, or saying to yourself that, There's a lot of strange things that have been happening in my life and in my family's life, and I'm not really sure what's up. So the first part of starting to become whole or how to become whole is you have to be honest with yourself. 
understand what is abnormal in your life. You have to look at what patterns you may be perpetuating in your own life and see that is this really normal or is this abnormal? Is this what I'm doing? Is it going to help me get to the result that I do want or is it going to hinder me? An example of this is we hear a lot that women now are like, oh, I don't need a man. I don't want, I don't need this. I don't need that. I'm by myself. I'm good. I'm Gucci. Okay, sis, that's great. But you want to be married. Like majority of the time, a lot, like there's very few people in this world that are called to really be single, but we have bought into the lies that, oh, um, you know, men are this, marriage is that. Um, so what we do and, and what women sometimes are doing is, you know, having multiple partners, trying to be like men or, you know, in a horrible view of what actual being a man is, because that's not really what it is to be a man, having multiple partners. But and then perpetuating this, I don't, you know, man, I don't want this, I want that. But honestly and truly within your heart, you want to be married. Honestly and truly, you want to be married, but because of the fear and all these different things, you're putting out all of these abnormal behaviors and trying to normalize it like it's normal. So we need to be honest, like, what am I doing? How, what exactly is it, is it, or what behavior am I continuously like putting out there? And is it getting me the results that I, in my heart, there was no fear, if there was no shame or anything that is affecting me that I truly want and what is what I'm doing? Is it helping me? Second thing you would look at is origin. You would have to identify patterns in your life and your family's life. So, I mean, relationships seems to be the most perfect example of this. If in your family line, people always get divorced or they always marry multiple times, then you need to look at that and be like, is this something that I want? What is the theme in my family? Is there something? Is there a generational curse? Is there a certain mindset or behavior that is over my family? And am I myself doing this? And if you can, you know, taking the advice, because look, look, I don't take advice anymore from uh, women who don't have good marriages. If you're going to come here and sit me, sit to me or sit in front of me and give me that, oh, men don't need this, men are this, men are that. Ooh, we, 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 auntie, I know be listening to you. Okay. I'm not listening to you because I know whatever behavior you're doing is encouraging whatever result that you're getting. So I personally, am not going to listen to it. So back to the, you know, the family that may have a lot of divorces or something is always up with marriages or women are not getting married what is the pattern identify the pattern be honest identify the pattern and see that am i also contributing to this pattern that seems to be inside my family and i'm gonna get to uh what you can do to you know break those things but you first within your mind before god can help you You have to look and see what is really going on. And then third, you need to be open to what God thinks about these things. And you can do this by the word of God, by renewing your mind. So you may think that it is okay to, you know, have multiple partners. You may think that it's okay to, um, you know, date multiple men, take money from men or men 
vice versa, men doing the same thing to women. You may think that it's okay to look at women like objects. It's okay to do certain behaviors that you've been taught, but you would be surprised. God probably doesn't think that's okay. And the only way that we will know what God thinks about that is by renewing our minds. Um, Romans 12, one through two talks about it. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So God really does want us to have a beautiful life. I mean, he's designed for us to have a good and pleasing and perfect life because that is his will. But some of the actions that we may be doing because we think they are right, we're actually deviating from the will of God. We're actually deviating from the design that he set and more because of the pollution of, you know, the world and, and it's and it's thinking and then also our family and then also our friends. So we have to now get into the word and be open to see what does God say about my dating habits? What does God say about, you know, my friendships? What does God say about these things in my life? What is what does he say about this? So we hear this word renewing your mind, but you may be like, okay, how do I how do I actually renew it? Like first it comes from the word of God, clearly. Like you have to renew your mind from the word of God. So that means you have to be in the word. You have to be reading it. If you see when it's okay, just read it small, small, and then you will continue to progress. But other ways you can renew your mind. You need to combat through prayer. You need to read the word uh, to establish truth. Um, you can find the devotionals on Bible apps, and then you can combat through prayer that Lord, you know, these is my these are my thoughts. These are the things that I'm thinking, but Lord, it says in your word that it's this. So God, help me to renew my thinking. Help me, you know, be open to allowing him to teach you what you, what should be so. And then praying about those things when, you know, ulterior thoughts come into your mind, putting it at his feet, be like, hey God, like I've been struggling with this, but I know it said in your word somewhere, I heard somewhere, I read somewhere that it says this, can you help me? I don't want to think in this way. And like I said before, if you, you know, struggling with reading, you can definitely read um, plans and devotionals in the Bible apps. Um, And yeah, you can, there's so many resources available for us to get to the word. Another thing to renew your mind, look up YouTube videos based on what you're trying to relearn. Like we don't, it doesn't always have to be such a like so spiritual thing that all we can do is just sit down and just pray all day and hopefully the thing goes away. We have to actually take action. And this is also going to go with partnering with God as well. So look up YouTube videos, look up literally, you know, what does God say about dating or how to date as a Christian, how to, uh, I don't know, run a business. That's another, another thing. How do I run a platform? Look at people who are like, actually in their faith and walking it out and are doing the things that you want to do look up youtube videos like put your exact questions in youtube and i guarantee you like videos will pop up so look things up on youtube and then when opportunities present themselves for you to practice what you've learned take them so for example for you maybe you know maybe you struggle with anger 
your cycle or your entrapment is anger. So if you struggle with anger and someone makes you angry, what does the Bible say about how to handle anger? And then act on it. Act on what you know the Bible says. So for example, Proverbs 16.32 says, He who is slow to anger is better than a warrior, and he who controls his temper is greater than one who captures a city. So maybe your family has trained you to be somebody who acts on anger or your environment, because in your environment, if you didn't show strength or if you didn't show that you were angry, people thought that you were weak. People thought that you don't have, you you ain't got no balls. You ain't this, you don't have nothing. Like people can run over you or something like that, right? But Proverbs 16, 32 says, he who is slow to anger is better than a warrior and he who controls his temper is greater than the one who captures a city. James 1 through 19 or James 1 19 says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. So what you would do is you would use these verses to pray and fill you up so that when an opportunity or a test comes that would challenge this new thinking that you have, you have the word in you. So it will remind you that, hey, you better stay calm, that be slow to speak and slow to become angry, control your anger. And that is how you can renew your mind. So the second thing would be partnering with God. And and I guess it it goes, they're almost both the same. So you have to partner with God for your healing and your journey to become whole. Prayer is one part, but action or work is required on your part. So it says that in James 2, 14 through 22, um, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute on daily food, and one of them says, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, who does it profit? Thus also, faith by itself, it is it does not have works, it is dead. Do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by his works, faith was made perfect? So that's talking about Abraham there. Um, but we have to pray about things, but we also have to act. So it goes back to the example. You, somebody gets you angry, you've prayed, God, help me to be peaceful. Help me to have, um, uh, control. Cause that's a fruit of the spirit, self-control. Help me to be filled with the spirit. But now the opportunity arises. What will you do? Hmm? <laughs> what will you do? That is how you put your faith, your faith that God has delivered you from anger into action that, you know what, God, God will deliver me in this situation. I will, I will show my faith in God by doing what he said I should do through his word. Um, I also did a IG live, the planter party, IG TV live party where me and my friend cooked for you guys. And we also talked about faith in action and she shared her story um, where she basically got into these different, uh, restaurants in Miami, like really big restaurants, but basically being like, you know what? God said that I, I, I will get the best. So she was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm, she told the head chef, I'm going to work here. And because of how ballsy she was, he allowed her to work there. And then all the different opportunities that she, that she got on the way just by, because of the word that God gave her, she decided to move on it. She decided to make herself like, what I say known, but child, she just decided to, 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 to put work behind what she believed God told her to do. 
So when you're partnering with God, there has to be action with your faith. We cannot just say we will pray, we'll pray, we'll pray till morning. You do night vigil, you wake up, you do day vigil, you don't go to work, you, you pray at work, but you don't do anything. There's no fruit in that. There's no fruit. We have to move even when we cannot see. So parting with God, how to do that? Guard your heart. I said, guard your heart, cuz. That's what I said, I guess, when I wrote it. Guard your heart, cuz. Cuz if you don't guard your heart, I mean, many things can flow in. So, for example, if you're somebody who is waiting to to have sex till you're married, it wouldn't be smart to be listening to certain music that will cause you to be in the mood. It just... You know, you, you would have to put certain guardrails around yourself. And this is what I do. I put certain guardrails. I don't watch certain things. I don't listen to certain things because I don't want to get my mind like on those things right now in this season. If I know that my goal is to wait till marriage, what do I need to do right now that I can guard my heart? I can guard myself, guard, you know, my peace, guard my, my sound mind. So I'm focused on the end goal. You get what I'm saying? You got to guard your heart. So back to the anger. If there's certain people that you may have hang around, hung around in the past that got you angry, yeah, you need to hang around with them. Or at least if you can't get away from them, you need to control the environments in which you can hang out with them. You need to put certain boundaries to protect yourself so you're not putting yourself basically in the lion's den like willfully putting yourself in the lion's den. So basically when somebody says guard your heart, put some boundaries up. Like I said, I don't listen to certain things. I don't watch certain things. And there may be certain people I don't hang out with because you and I are not really on the same thinking pattern. So I limit how much interaction I have with you because I'm focused on something. I'm focused on God's best for me. So maybe your way of thinking, especially if you're somebody who be talking about, oh, men are trash. I don't like that. Men are trash. They're this, they're that, they're blah, blah, blah. Don't take my mind because I don't want to be talking to my future spouse in that way. That's not the language that I want to talk over my future spouse. So guard your heart. All right. So the last thing in partnering with God is go out and get help. Therapy, get into a community, go and get help from those you want to be like as well. Mentorship. Like I said, it's not just a spiritual thing. You like you have to actually like go out and do something. So like if you've been through abuse or if you've been through situations that takes like your friends can't necessarily help you with, then it's okay to go and get therapy. Me, I plan to get therapy soon. I'm going to go and get it because it's good. It's good to just find, you know, like somebody who doesn't necessarily know you to listen to what you have to say and kind of make you aware of things you need to work on, uh, make you aware of new boundaries that you can set up, how to handle certain situations. So I'm a big proponent of therapy, getting into community, being around other people who are like-minded like you, who are at least trying to go in the same area. They may not be in the same level, but it's good to have varying levels of people in your community. Some people who may be better in their faith and some who are lower, but You can learn from each and you can also mentor and teach um, as well. So being in community and go and get a mentor. If you you have that opportunity to do that, you want to have somebody who's where you want to be. You want to have a mentor where, you know, 
you you want to be this person in, in this amount of years and you want them to tell you how did they do it how did they how did how did you grow your business how did you do how did you do that how did you have a loving fulfilling relationship while having a business how did you find your spouse how did you you know whatever it is whatever your goal is that may not be your thing your career how did you get to a certain level in your career you want to find somebody who's better than you Right. So we're always trying to elevate to the next level when we're trying to get go out and get help. So, again, if you're partnering with God, it looks like partnering with God, guarding your heart and going out and getting help. Um, I wrote this down and I just want to say this for anybody who's listening, that understand that God wants you to prosper because he loves you and he did not promote the ill that was done to you. So whatever has happened to you in your past, and maybe it's currently happening, just know that he did not permit or promote the ill that has been done to you, but he wants you to prosper because he loves you. So I hope this helps. I hope this is a nice or easy stepping stone. Take it bit by bit. So first things first, if all else you're like, oh no, what the heck you talking about? Just be honest with yourself. And look at the, the areas in your life that are, that are sick, maybe, that are abnormal, or that could be strengthened a little bit more. Look at those things and just evaluate and be honest with yourself and then start from there. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was helpful and it spoke something to you. If you loved this episode, don't be a stingy friend. Share it with your friends. Share it with your community so they can listen. You can find the podcast on all um, podcast listening platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, on the website, theplanter.com. If you are in the Tampa area, um... I do a monthly meetup every single month, uh, usually on a Tuesday, where we do some kind of creative activity and have some topic of a discussion. So if you're interested in that, um, you can check the close or the most recent events on my social media, which is at the planter, or you can also email me too to get more information or join the mailing list where I share certain things that other people will not know about unless you're on the mailing list. So yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening leave a review. Let me know if this helped you or if you've done this and what the results have been. And I'm going to share some resources that have really helped me to grow in the last couple of years. I'm telling you gold, like gold. Okay. So I'm going to share this at the bottom. So thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you on.